you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit www.therockonline.org. And now, a message from The Rock of Gainesville. It is good to be in the house with you today. Thank you for coming. No, seriously, thank you for coming. We've got our Peru team out of town and folks traveling. So, yes, thank you for coming. We appreciate you. We love you. We love you. Well, as always, I want to thank Pastor George and Suze for the opportunity for um, the open door to speak in this pulpit. I do not ever take it lightly. Um, the chance to stand before God's people, I believe, is, is, is a privilege. It's, it's, not a, it's not a writer because I was so good. Put me up there. And it's just simply because God has set me for this time to speak this word. And I pray that I utilize the opportunity to speak to you guys what needs to be said and what the Holy Spirit would say. So, uh, again, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Jordan and Susan. Thank you guys for being here to hear and receive. So this is a great day. Um, you can see some of the pictures on the wall as well as the fact that we got a couple red t-shirts in the audience today. Our reach week uh, is coming to a close this afternoon with our last team serving. Yesterday was our big serve day. Phenomenal opportunity. Um, way more involvement than I even imagined. Oh, me of little faith. Um, I, I thought for a certain number, but God blew the top off that and you guys showed up big. So give yourselves a round of applause for everything. The service and the opportunities that were taken. Um, over the past week have been awesome and uh, just throughout this whole month with the Reach Week Fund and, and the Bread of the Mighty um, food donations. We're going to share all of that next week with uh, our, our Peru Missions Report as well. So it's a great day next week. Make sure you're here um, for that. But when we come to a moment like this, and we've had a huge event, we've had something big and we've done our thing, there can be a what next, what now kind of moment, right? You know, you kind of finish and it's like, okay. All right, I finished. I got home yesterday after our teams all served and, you know, got in my house and I was like, all right, all right. Wow, this has been a big buildup and there's been a lot of stuff we've done and a ton of work was done yesterday. You guys who followed on social media probably saw all the pictures of everything that was happening throughout the city. Um, lots of great work being done. And um, there can be this kind of what's next. Well, in, in the cause of the gospel and the kingdom, there's always, of course, the discipling of those who come to Jesus. There's always the watering of the seed that's been planted because there's, there's some that have, have planted seed um, and had a relationship opened up or had a word spoken to them and we want to water that seed. And then there's also, of course, the next person who needs to hear the word of God, right? Because everybody's not saved yet, right? I mean, we, we do know that. Everybody's not saved yet. That being the case, God's not done yet. And God's not done with us then yet because not everybody's saved. And he desires that not only us come into this place, not only we come into this place and say, man, thank you that you're a good father. Thank you that we've received your love, like that word Sherrod shared with us this morning. Hey, give it up for my man Sherrod leading the worship team real quick. Um, I appreciate faithful people like that. It's so, so, so such a blessing. Um, but that word he shared about knowing the love of God. I mean, God desires that love to be expressed and shown all over the world. Not just to a point where he just says, hey, man, love your thumbs up. There you go. But so that re restoration happens of relationship, that we get back into a right place of standing with him because he has a lot for us to do and a lot for us to know and a lot for us to live out. So that's what God desires to do. So he's not done yet. Therefore, the question on us is, what is our responsibility in winning the lost? Okay. What is our place and what's the role that we play 
in this thing of winning the lost because there are more lost people to be saved. And God's word says he desires that all be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Okay? Again, that's Bible. That's not me. That's Bible. He desires that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And when we come into line with our Heavenly Father's heart, that needs to be our desire. <sighs> those over there, those are expendables. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, guess if those people don't come. I mean, it ought to be that every person comes. And therefore, there's still work to do. Therefore, there's still a field that has to be worked, which is where the harvest is and where the lives of people who need to come into the kingdom are. So I want to start out with a couple of passages of scripture, and then we're going to land on one where we're going to study a little bit today. So 1 Peter 2, 9 through 10 first says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation of people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That you may proclaim that because you were called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you're God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. You were far off. You were separated. I was far off. I was separated. But we received mercy, and now we're a holy nation. Now we're a royal priesthood. We're called and set apart to proclaim the excellencies of him who called us. We're out of darkness into his marvelous light. Because I was lost, but now I'm found. I was in the dark, and now I'm in the light. I was dead, and now I'm alive. Okay? And there's a declaration that we need to make to the world around us because there's still people who are where we were. I'll say it one more time. There's still people who are where we were. Unless we forget. However happy you may feel about it, like I tell my kids, whether you feel good about that disobedience or that being in a broken relationship doesn't change. That is disobedience and it's a broken relationship. You can feel good about it all day long. And we enjoy sin for a season. But it's not God's desire for us. And our desire has to be that the world comes as we've been able to come. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, Christ in God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we're ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Come on. Yes, that is a good place to shout. Because... His work has made a way so that I could become the righteousness of God, so that you could become the righteousness of God. And not only does that work now take place in me, but then he says, here you go, baton pass. It's time for you to take up the mantle and do this work of reconciliation, which is what we're going to talk about today. God's word is so good. Hallelujah. Bless Jesus. Mm. What do we need to remember and live out? There's three things I want to get you to today. First of all, we are made new by the grace of God. Verse 17 tells us this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. How many of you had a past that you'd rather not remember? Just throw a hand up. It's, all right. just leave. it's everybody. I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait. It's everybody. Whatever size of sin that was or whatever social consequence that sin had, regardless, it's sin that separated us from God. Therefore, it's grave no matter what it was. 
Pastor George jokes about when he was eight and, and he stole bubble gum out of the store as an eight-year-old. It's the same sin that separates this person who we look at their lifestyle and it's just nasty. One has a different look and a different social consequence. All of it separates us from God. So before we get up and say, well, you know, I wasn't quite like him. <laughs> I wasn't down there. Oh, you just have different social consequences because of that sin. It is still sin, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Therefore, we need what it also tells us in Romans, the gift of God, right, which is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. So we're made new by the grace of God. We not only have this kind of, hey, I can come in and do something different, but I am literally made into a new person. And that's where he begins this process. The second thing is that we are given the ministry of reconciliation by the grace of God. And what has to first happen before I'm given the ministry of reconciliation? I myself have to be reconciled. Okay? I myself have to have tasted and seen that the Lord is good because he did that work in me. So this is what it is. Verse 18. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. In Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Who? The reconciled ones. Get entrusted with the ministry of reconciliation so you can then go ahead and minister that to the world. Okay? And I'll tell you what the office is that we get to receive in the next point. But let's look at reconciliation. Number one, an act of reconciling as when former enemies agree to an amicable truce. The restoration of friendly relations. The state of being reconciled as when someone becomes resigned to something not desired. Right? When you had that spat with your sibling and one of you had to say, okay, fine, I was wrong. But that's not what you wanted to do. Tell the truth and shame the devil. That's not what you wanted to do. But you did, okay? We'll talk more about that in a second. The process of making consistent or compatible. That's one of the ones I love the most is because that's what the Lord did. He did that work of making you new so that then we could become consistent and compatible in order that this reconciliation could take place, okay? Let me say that one more time because I think some of y'all missed it. He makes us new in order that we could become consistent and compatible so this relationship and the reconciliation could actually take place. Okay, so that restoration can actually happen. Um, because the reality is this, God doesn't change who he is or his truth to make that happen. He changes us from the inside out by the work of the cross. Say amen to that one. Because that relationship needs to be restored. And there has to be a change that takes place for that. And God changes us. You know, my brothers in the audience, wave at everybody, big nudge. That's my man. Okay, my brother, we have a great relationship. Um, I, 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 I almost when I hear when people have broken relationships with siblings, I feel so bad because I have great relationships with my siblings. Um, you know, we 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 um, hang out together. Our kids, you know, honestly, our kids actually think like if we had a family compound and they all lived together, that would be better. <laughs> uh, but we're like, nah, they have their house. We have our house. We're good, guys. And they're like, no, we all should just live together. I'm like. On vacation, that's all. <laughs> but um, me and my brother, when we were younger, we fought. We fought a good bit. We fought a good bit. And you notice he's larger than me. He is a larger man than I. So it ended at a certain point. Um, 
<laughs> it, it did. It did. I'm his older brother, but he is a larger man than I. Um, and once, when we were younger, uh, he was just he was just antagonizing me one day, and I gave him a black eye. I thought you were a man of peace and love, Pastor Jamie. Yes, but I had a moment of weakness, okay? Forgive me. <laughs> when I was younger. Um, but we were, I, I forget how old we were. I think he was just before teen years. I was in my teen years, and he was just so frustrating. We chased into the back of the house. I was full arms running to the face. Not even a two, just a one to the face. And he put a pillow up just in time, and I still gave him a black eye. <laughs> so, yeah, we had quite a few fights. And forget about it. Basketball? Oh, Lord. The two of us on the court, you talk trash talking, and there was always a chance that there might be. If we never quite got to fist fight, but it seemed like there would be because me and him would go at it. Um, but you know what always had to happen? Somebody's got to change. Somebody's got to admit, no, we're gonna make this right. The restoration of relationship. Now, thankfully, when we play basketball today, we don't fight like that. <laughs> we have a great relationship, but change, right? to make that relationship work right, which is why the newness of life comes in Christ, and then he's able to make that reconciliation happen between you and I with him, okay? So that reconciliation takes place, and then not only does he give us that and the beauty of how we're restored as sons and daughters, but then he says, I entrust to you the ministry of reconciliation so now that you can go into the world. Why? Number one, you've experienced you are the product of the reconciliation message. So who better to do it? You know, it's kind of like the guy who goes to sell you stuff that he doesn't know. Anybody seen that person? Sherman's laughing. Sherman's a businessman. The guy who's going to sell you stuff, you know, well, you know, this is awesome product. So what do you have? Oh, well, I have this. So why is it that I need that one that you don't have, but you're selling me that? <laughs> right? Think about it. But if we have received that ministry of reconciliation, that message of reconciliation and lived it, loved it, walked it out, that's what we're bringing to somebody. I'm the best representative to bring that because I'm the product of it. You're the product of it. So when we stand up in front of somebody, we're not a pseudo salesman faking it, trying to sell you the car that I don't own that I would never drive. <laughs> right? I'm giving you the best stuff because that's why I have it too. Okay. Here's, here's what one commentary says. This is beautiful. God has committed the message of this provision of reconciliation to those who have experienced reconciliation. And our ministry is to present it to all people. The word of reconciliation is the gospel message. I'm going to say it again. God has committed the message of this provision of reconciliation to those who have experienced reconciliation. And our ministry is to present it to all people. The word of reconciliation is the gospel message. And how do you go about it? Look at what Jesus tells us in Matthew 28, 19 to 20. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That last sentence again, that promise. And behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Jesus says, all authority has been given to me. Therefore, because I have all authority, I'm giving you the authority to go in my name. Hello? Jesus. We get bent out of shape about who's going to get voted out of office in the next few years. But Jesus, 
Lord of all creation, has said, go in my name. The greatest authority you need to concern yourself with is what, is I, what have I received from Jesus? There's temporal things with the, with the government. We've got to do what we've got to do. We've got to vote. We've got to, you know, laws, all that stuff. But our greatest concern should be, man, am I walking under that authority and am I expressing that authority? Because that kingdom authority is all that's going to matter in the long run. That's why these, girl, these worldly governments that come and go, if they're not submitting to that authority, good luck. Good luck. That's about all you got. Flip a coin and see what happens. But if we trust him and we receive of Jesus, his authority, submit to that, and then walk in what he gives us, that's a whole nother level. That's what we're supposed to be about. And that's what we do with this ministry of reconciliation that we've received. And what does that practically look like? This word right here, being an ambassador. Being an ambassador. We're going to talk about that for a few minutes. We are called to be ambassadors for Christ by the grace of God. Verse 20 and 21 in that same passage says this. Therefore, we're ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us. Through who? Us. Say me. God makes his appeal. I'm going to say this again. Some of you don't realize what you're saying yet. God makes his appeal to the world through me. Not Pastor Jamie, not Pastor George, not Apostle so-and-so, Prophet John, and whoever else. God makes his appeal. Yeah, through them too, yes, understand. But God makes his appeal through me because he's working through his sons and daughters. God makes his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Because for our sake, he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. So you, the righteousness of God, made a new creation, reconciled to him, and then given the ministry of reconciliation, stand up as an ambassador established by the Father. Go forth into the world as an ambassador with his message. Come on. You with me? Yes. Say amen, shout hallelujah, whatever you got, say preach on. I'll take it. This is the truth we need right here because we are ambassadors, whether you feel like it or not. We get concerned, again, about these governments in the world that come and go, about these ambassadors. Man, we'll stand up straight for the ambassadors here, this actual ambassador for such and such country, and you got a suit on, whatever. But you got the creator of the universe who sends you as an ambassador, and we take it light. Say it one more time. We have that in the natural, but then the creator of the universe says, you are my ambassadors. Go, therefore, with the ministry of reconciliation, and we take it light. That's real. I'm, I'm, fingers pointing at me first. I'm only preaching this to y'all. I don't preach anything up here that I haven't lived out first or that God is not like, here, work this in your life, son. <laughs> truly, truly. Because, again, I don't want to be one of them pseudo-salesmen, just being real. Who comes to you like, hey, you should do all this that I haven't even considered. But we are called as ambassadors, and therefore we're, we have the anointing of God to go forth. What does, it, what does an ambassador do? An ambassador goes in the authority of the one they represent, not their own. An ambassador goes in the authority of the one they represent and with the message of the one they represent. See, the confidence, when you look and you're watching our news cycles and an ambassador goes into a country, they're not going like, man, you know, I hope I made my notes for this. The reality of what that ambassador does is because they're trusted, 
by whichever leader they're sent by, they go as a representative with the message of the leader and with the authority of the leader. They're not going, you know, I put him in because he's going to make up some good stuff to say on my behalf. No. The ambassador comes back and says, sir, ma'am, what is policy? Yes? Yes. Oh, hold on. I need to write that down. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. That's what we're going with. That's you today. That's me today. We get and receive from Christ. What is it? What's the word? Well, truth be told, you're a new creation in Christ. You've been reconciled to God, and then you've been made an ambassador, so you simply go back to everybody with that message because you've been made a new creation. Hey, everybody. Hey, um, everybody is guilty in this whole place. You're all guilty. Sin, everybody. Sin separates us from God. Guess what? I have good news. The court case is done. Unfortunately, our guilt was determined. But the good news is this. Jesus already said, I have a way to wipe the entire guilt away. Who's in? Come on, that's the gospel right there. I I have a way right now already set, been, done, completed, finished. When he looked at the Father, he said, it is finished. Who's in? That's what we're doing when we bring the gospel. Who's in? Anybody throw a hand up. Let me pray with you. This is the word right now. Let's go. You as ambassadors do that. You're not coming making something else up. That's why I have a problem with all the preachers who want to change and adjust the gospel. And make the word more palatable for 2019. So I don't want to offend anybody. Only Jesus, the only way, are you sure? That's extremes, a little bigoted. And? (laughs) That's how you feel? And? Let me remind you. They killed Jesus. Newsflash. If you're worried about people not being happy about what you have to say, they killed Jesus, (laughs) the son of God. Now, I'm not signing up for that. If it comes to that, I pray every single person in this room and who names the name of Jesus has the strength to go through. But that's the reality. Not for discomfort or because people want an adjustment do we change the truth of the gospel. God didn't change for us to be changed. He changed us. And that's how we go. Not with anger and hatred. It might be that we go with a box of food. We might go like a bunch of our teams went yesterday with backpacks to some homeless folk and said, hey, I'm going to give this to you anyway, but I'd love to pray for you and tell you about Jesus. Because I can't change who he is. And I can't change the fact that he's the only way. Now, I can lie to you, either by telling you something different or by not telling you, but I shouldn't. I'm telling you, one of the most life-changing moments I ever had was when a friend of mine who I went to school with loved me dearly, told me this when he got radically saved. And and it, it left me on the floor of Oaks Mall, just about. He said, bro, why didn't you tell me? You want, you want to have your day wrecked? Have your friend who just got radically saved out of a hellacious life. Say, bro, why didn't you tell me? I was done for a couple weeks because my boy. And I knew what he was going to I could have offered him. And I was like, oh, well, you know, he's, he's, he's this. He's, and this guy gets radically saved, and that was his question. And he said, oh, he said, no, condemnation, bro. But he said, but I'm just, it's an encouragement. And I said, wow. 
I said, that won't be me again. When I can tell a friend who will hear, I'm going to tell him. You know why? Because I'm an ambassador. So are you. It's not that we go in this thing half-stepping. It's not because you're so great. And I like y'all. I love you. I'm a hugger. I give hugs. I'll hug you when I see you. If you're new, don't worry. I'll give you two, three visits to the church so you're not weirded out. Like, oh, a weird pastor hugged me the first time I came. But I love you, but that's, that's the reality. You and I, we're the ambassadors for Christ. Because you know what he's not doing? Coming back to do it for us. All authority has been given me. Go. He said, all authority has been given me. Tag, you're it. Gainesville is saved. You. Ocala is saved. You. No, I don't mean just this church, obviously, okay? Everybody can't go here. The other churches, too. There's plenty of other great houses, and, and, and I encourage you in that. Let's pray for the unity of the house, and let's love our brothers and sisters all over the city as they do us. Lock arms, and every time the devil tries to show up and wants to divide us and make us mad at our brother and sister, talk about Pastor so-and-so, tell the devil to shut up, return yourself to hell where you belong. Oh, because that's the work of hell, man, to divide us and bring us and separate us like that because it's about lifting up the name of Jesus because we've got a bunch of ambassadors around here that need to be about the message of the gospel. Not about, I'm better than you and my church is better and I should go over here and I'm mad at you. Gosh. Leave all that noise at the door, man. Forget that. Forget that. And let's be about the ambassador position that he's given us. So in the very realest sense, the time is now and the chosen vessel is you. He says, Brian, go. He says, Jessica, go. He says, Gina, go. He says, Carice, go. And he's like this. Holy Spirit's been released. I'm with you. That's one of mine. Just a reminder, Lord. That's one of mine. Interceding for us, cheering us on. Holy Spirit's empowering us to go as the ambassadors he's called us to. Whatever arena you're in, whether you're in business, you're in school, you're a stay-at-home mom, whatever it is you do, you're doing it as unto him. You're doing all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. You're doing whatever you do heartily as to God and not as to man. It's all worship. Lifting it up as you live your life to glorify him and to call other people to do the same. That's it. We're called to love the Lord. That's why Jesus said what he said in Matthew chapter 22. The two great commandments. And they asked him for one, but he gave them two. It was bonus. You get a BOGO. It's like Publix all week, bro. BOGO. You ask for one, I'm going to give you two. He said... Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and all your strength. And then the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two hang all of the law and the prophets. Everything hangs on these two. If you don't do these two, you might as well knock it out, bro, and leave. Light switch off if you don't do these two. Everything hangs on these two. And that's how we go as ambassadors. That's why we go through Reach Week. That's why we go through Peru. But we go today and tomorrow. And when we take that last shipment of food over to Bread of the Mighty tomorrow and we officially close Reach Week, Reach Week begins. Let me say it one more time. We're going to take a shipment of food over to Bread of the Mighty and Reach Week begins. 
It's going to begin when we go hit that lunch counter. It's going to begin when you drop your kids off at school. It begins when you go walking around your neighborhood. It begins wherever you go because we're called as ambassadors and the opportunities are always there and we must be faithful to receive them. Imagine this for a moment. There's two countries. They've had a questionable relationship, some difficulties and some challenges, yet both of them have ambassadors, one of which is going to go from this one country to the other one. Everything's been prepared. Policy has been set. Notes have been made. The teams are there. The Secret Service is covering, protecting this person. The flights have been made. 14 hours, a person gets there. They show up at the event. And here they are, seated. I didn't wear my suit. I just didn't feel like it. So I rocked these basketball shorts and this wife beater. Y'all got any more of that Coke? <laughs> yeah, that was on point. Bring that. Let me, let me get some of that. And the hors d'oeuvres. What? Off the chain. Can I get some more of those hors d'oeuvres too? Yeah. Aren't you supposed to go speak, sir? No, I'm good. Just got these Coke and these hors d'oeuvres. I'm just chilling, kind of taking in the scene. You know, it's a different country. You know what I mean? I mean, you've been to America? I mean... <laughs> I love this place. This is great. You guys, you guys have a good vacation? Okay, cool. We would think this person was out of their mind, sent by the leader of this nation, and they're going and acting like this, not even taking seriously the opportunity to bring about better relations between these two nations. This can mean war. It cannot mean war. It can mean a great change for two countries. And this is how the ambassador sits, chilling. But wait. How many times we step into an environment and we are the ambassador of Christ in the moment and we're just chilling, passing by. Hey, I'll put, the, I'll put the blame on myself first. I was in Walmart the other day. I'm there a lot. I'm in Publix a lot too. I got six kids and they continue to eat food at a pace that's alarming. But they just keep on doing it. There's no stopping them. And so I continue to go and slide my debit card over and over like oh you're back again I'm like yep they kept on eating the food so I'm in there you know my wife and my oldest are at uh on the Peru trip and so I'm here hashtag temporary single dad uh duty and uh so I have my other five kids and so I'm in Walmart with the stank face 100 stank face Kids, everybody's yeah. Gotta finish the homeschool stuff for mom, and they still want to eat. And these two are fighting and whatever. And we gotta make sure, man. man we gotta have our devotion. We gotta pray. And all so I'm in here like this. Like uh, I don't. Like, there's people around who cares. I'm there until one of our faithful church members says, "Hey, pastor," and I was like, "Oh, oh yeah." <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. And you know what? It was a wonderful moment of conviction. Because I said, not because I'm pastor, okay? Not because I'm one of the church leadership members, but because I'm a son of God who's an ambassador for Jesus. Don't half-step in that situation. Don't go into that situation and not take every opportunity to show the love of God. That's where we need to access God's grace, which is beyond ourselves. When I was weak, he made me strong. Although I was so incapable in that moment, God showed up for me. Although I didn't have the goods, God showed up with the word. 
God strengthened me and he enabled me. Don't pass the opportunities that sit right in front of you. My encouragement to you today, if you got to stop for a minute before you get out of the car at the grocery store or wherever, stop and say, Jesus, I'm so grateful that I'm your child. I could be splitting hell wide open, but I'm a son saved by grace. I'm a daughter restored to purpose and life in Christ. That's the face I want to show up with. Let the Holy Spirit minister to you. And you know what? Sometimes that person who you show up and see, you, you'll be encouraged by them. Because God's doing a work. All things working together for our good. So as ambassadors today, my encouragement to you is don't ever waste one of those opportunities. Don't show up leaning back in the chair, kind of waiting on life to happen. Being like that ambassador who is not doing his job. But show up, say, man, God has called and anointed me for such a time as this. Not somebody else, but me for such a time as this. He's placed his word in me. He's placed his Holy Spirit within me. He's strengthened me so that I can do what? So I can go and be an ambassador for Christ. And God can make his appeal to the world through me. Stand with me, please. Come on, put your hands together for God and his word. Come on. I want to speak life and release a blessing for you guys to walk in the fullness of that word. God, I thank you today for these people in this house who have shown up today to hear what you have to say. And Lord, my prayer right now, Father, anything that was of me, that was distracting, that would, that, that, that would take away from this word, Father, I pray remove it from any memory. And let only that which is the good and pure seed of your word remain in every heart and mind today. So that as we get up and go, we get up and go, Father, and reach week is today. One nation, one day is today, God, because every single opportunity that we as sons and daughters have to go and show your light. God, we want to show it. Your word tells us, God, that we want to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify you in heaven, Lord. And so I speak it out, Father, and release a rich anointing to an entire group of ambassadors from this house right now in Jesus' name. And declare the hands and feet of Jesus and the word of Jesus going forth in our city and in our surrounding areas today. As we go, Father, we want to declare who you are. Father, many will say many words and many will say a, a few or no words. But in all of it, you will be preached, God, because you will be represented. And so I speak your representatives to rise and rise strong and rise filled with your power and your grace to accomplish your will in Jesus' name. I want to encourage believers to continue to pray. I want to give an opportunity. If you are among us today, you heard this for the first time. Or maybe you've heard it for years and you know, I'm not right with God and I need to get right with God. I need Jesus to be Lord of my life. I need to understand this reconciliation. I need to understand this coming to God through that door of Jesus. And I want you to pray for me. Just throw your hand up this morning and I want to pray for you. Once I see it, you can put it down. Okay, one. Anybody else? I'll wait another second. Okay. Another one? Yes. All right, I'm going to pray over these couple today. Everybody pray along. 
And I'm also going to pray for any who are listening online right now. And Father, I'm just, I'm just believing beyond that. Father, we're your representatives. Father, anybody who listens to this afterwards, my podcast, on the website, anything else, Father, I'm declaring this prayer for them. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you did a great work on the cross to make me right with you. Jesus, I receive your sacrifice for my sins so that I could be restored to you. I declare that you'll be Lord and Savior of my life. I turn away from my life now to turn to the life you have for me. I declare that I'm saved by your grace and I'm set on a course for your purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, put your hands together. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to speak something here. We've had quite a few people this year respond to, to the gospel. A good amount, over 100 this year. Come on, put your hands together. But, but just like that word says for us in Matthew 28, that we're called to make disciples. My encouragement to you is the information we put up on our screen here, that next step information, don't pass that by. We've got plenty of people right now who will meet with you, build you up. There are groups we can put you in to learn God's word. We have growth track, which Pastor Tad's going to talk about a little bit more in a minute opportunities for you to begin to be built up in your faith so that you can understand, man, what is it I'm called to do? Who am I in Christ? And then you can get up and begin to do the things God's called you to do. Our desire is not for people to come into the shallow water and then step back out. But we want you to go in and go in deep. All in for Jesus and for the purpose that he has for you. So I encourage you, don't let it pass you by. And if you, if you don't text in, fine. Grab another one of these believers here, faithful believers that are in this house. Come see one of our pastoral team or one of our staff members down front. And let's get you on a path to fulfill everything that God has called you to do and be everything he's called you to be. All right? All right, give God another shout for his word today. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to this message from The Rock of Gainesville. For more information about our church, visit www.therockonline.org.